God bless you. God bless you. Thank you so much, Minister Harley. Well, praise the Lord, everybody. We are excited about the word on today and what God is going to speak to us. Hallelujah. We do honor God and we honor our senior leaders, Apostle Willie Tauber, Apostle Mamie Tauber, and our lead pastor, Steve Tauber. We honor you. We honor um, the man of God in my life. Hallelujah. Pastor Hector Boy, my wonderful husband of 31 years. We honor you, man of God. And to Pastor Vondell Scott, we honor you. And to all of the fivefold ministry and the associate uh, ministers of Yes Lord Ministries, and to all of our guests on today, we are so excited to have you join us in worship. Hallelujah. God is good and he's worthy to be praised. We thank God for that time of praise and worship. As always, we enjoy Pastor Will and Pastor Shonda Brown. Thank you so much. We serve an awesome God and we have the victory. Amen. Amen. To God be all the glory. Let's get into the word on today. We are excited about what God has been speaking um, throughout this time. Amen. If you've been listening to um, the word that's been going forth, amen. Yes, Lord, it's been an awesome time of worship. Hallelujah and word. We want you to get your Bibles, amen, and turn with us, hallelujah, to Galatians 5. Amen. Galatians 5. God's been confirming his word. Hallelujah. I think I love him when he does that. He's been confirming his word throughout the week. Amen. Even on this morning, amen. He's been confirming the word. Hallelujah. So Galatians 5, you could turn there with me. Amen. That's chapter 5, verse 16 and 17. Just those two verses. We'll mention some other scriptures, but these, this right here is where we're going to go. Galatians 5, 16 through 17. Amen. Amen. And it reads in the King James Version. I'll read the Amplified Version as well. The King James Version says, This I say, then walk in the spirit and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusteth after against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another so that ye cannot do the things that ye would. Let's read the Amplified Version here. It says, but I say, walk habitually in the Holy Spirit, seek him and be responsive to his guidance. And then you will certainly not carry out desires of the sinful nature, which responds impulsively without regard for God and his, and his precepts. For the sinful nature has its desire, which is opposed to the spirit. And the desire of the spirit opposes the sinful nature. But these two, the sinful nature and the spirit, are in direct opposition to each other, continually in conflict. So that you as believers do not always do whatever good things you want to do. Amen. Amen. So is the word of the Lord. It's already blessed. Come on. I want you to stand up in your wherever you are and just take a little walk. Hallelujah. Just take a couple of steps. And I want you to repeat this after me. Say, change your walk. Change your walk. That's what we're going to talk about today. Change your walk. Amen. Amen. I have to say for the um, last few months, if not longer, the spirit of the Lord has really been speaking to me um, about change and why it's important to be open 
to what God desires to do in us, through us, and with us, and how he wants to do. I know we want to put our hands in it. We want to do it our way, but we want to do it God's way. That's most important. We as children of God have really been challenged in many areas over these last few years. On our jobs, we've been challenged. In our relationships, we've been challenged. In our finances, we've been challenged. In our homes, we've been challenged. In our health, we've been challenged. We've just been challenged in our thoughts, in our faith, in our family. We have been challenged. And there are those that are struggling in different areas um, that people would be shocked. They really would be shocked to know that you're even struggling in that area. Amen. The Holy Spirit has a strategy for us, people of God. He has a strategy for us to come out of our situation. But to fight against these challenges, we must change our walk. Somebody say change your walk. Put it in the chat. If you haven't shared already, if you haven't commented already, if you haven't liked the broadcast already, go ahead and do that now. We want people to understand it's time to change our walk. Change your walk. Not just in um, the places that we go, but how to navigate through this space we call life. Our walk and our connection to the Holy Spirit is key. When you think about um, going on a job interview, I thought about this this week and we go on a job interview or if we're attending meetings, uh, one of the things that I do is I'm a meeting professional. I do all kinds of meetings and events. And when you walk into a space, when you go into um, a place with other high level executives or you're speaking to a large audience, you are supposed to walk into that room with confidence. You want to walk in there like the expert that you are. Even if you don't feel you are, you need to walk in there like you know exactly what you're there to do. Come on, somebody say it again. Change your walk. Change your walk. Now, this scripture is talking about, it's talking about to those that are. Paul's talking to us. He's talking to safe folks. He's talking to Christians. Yes, Paul knew who, who he was dealing with. You see, Paul is talking from experience. He knows the potential setback of those that love God. Paul understands the flesh. He talks about, they talk about the thorn in his flesh in 2 Corinthians uh, 12, I believe. He talks about, somebody said the flesh is a mess, right? The flesh is a mess because it is all about what we want, what our human nature desires, what we want to say, what we want to feel, look at, listen to. Oh yes, Christians love God, but Christians don't always do what is pleasing to God. Come on, let that digest for a moment. You don't always do what's pleasing to God. I don't always do what's pleasing to God. We say we want to. That's our desire. Yes, that's what we want to do. But because we live in this flesh we don't always do what is pleasing to God. I found out that people who say they love God get angry. People who say they love God lie. Come on. I'm just telling you what, what the truth is. <laughs> people who say they love God act like a fool sometimes. Y'all going to, y'all going to, listen, you're going to get it in a moment because this is truth right here. Hallelujah. People who love God do things that other people, just don't like it, don't think they should be doing. People who say they love God fornicate, have nasty attitudes. But what you say, woman of God? Yes, Christians do all that. We give in to our flesh, even in our thoughts. And that's where the problem lies. 
Hallelujah. I am working on a teaching now that talks about the work of the flesh versus, or I should say, and the fruit of the spirit. And we don't have time to go into that all today, but stay tuned. I want to focus specifically on changing our walk. During our time of day, I want to look closer at this flesh versus the spirit and then how you will know um, you are walking in the spirit because that's important. So let's take a closer look at the text. Amen. We we will look at these verses in reverse today. I know we normally read in order. I, I understand that. But I want to look at it in reverse today because God was quite clear speaking to me about why we fight the Holy Spirit. It's our flesh. I will come back to verse 16, but let's look at verse 17 for the moment. And it says, the flesh lusteth against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And they are contrary to one another so that ye cannot do the things that ye would. So the flesh in this text is not about your skin. It's not about what you, know, what you see, but it's about human nature. As mankind, we have tendencies and thoughts. We often allow our flesh to dictate and or influence the way we navigate through life. Come on, let's tell the truth. Let's be honest with ourselves. The way we respond is often a result of our flesh. I was thinking about the other day, I said, Lord, there was someone that did something uh, to me and they were really, uh, oh my gosh, it was very interesting because I said, why did you, I didn't understand why it happened, but the Holy Spirit to tell me, let me know they're operating in their flesh. First of all, they don't, they don't understand the spirit. So we can personal. That's why it's important for us to stay connected to the Holy Spirit. Somebody say connected to the Holy Spirit. Come on, say connected to the Holy Spirit. Amen, amen. Hallelujah. Our fleshly ways gets us in trouble. Anybody ever been in trouble because of your flesh? <laughs> Come on, let's be honest. Have you ever been in trouble because of your flesh? Our flesh gets us in trouble. We do the wrong things. We end up in the wrong places. I end up in the wrong places. Amen. Amen. At times. Hallelujah. And the flesh is not just about sexual stuff. Let's get that in our mind. The flesh is not just about sexual stuff. Somebody say, change your walk. Change your walk. Your flesh also inflates your ego. How about that? Come on, give God a praise right there because I done hit something right there. The flesh also inflate your ego, makes you think, amen, that you're holy than you ought to think. Come on, that's the word. We got to remember that. Somebody praise him. Praise him right there. Hallelujah. Your flesh will tell you this is the best you can do also. They say, this is the best you can do. You don't need to go any further in your career. Your flesh will also cause you to stay in a relationship that is no good for you. I've been there, done that. Come on, I'm going, listen, I'm talking to you out of experience. The flesh is a mess. We have to change our walk, people of God. We want to see something different. We have to change. Change is not easy all the time, but we have to change. It's vital. Change is important. Change is necessary. Somebody say change is necessary. Change your walk. Hallelujah. The flesh is not secluded to one or two parts. Of us. Sometimes we want to, you know, say, okay, the flesh, this is flesh, this is flesh. You, you know, if you talk about something sexual, that's flesh. You know, something about eating, that's just your flesh. But the flesh is more than just one part, it's your whole self. That is the flesh. We were born and shaped in iniquity, but we tend to point out certain parts as dirty and distasteful. But it's all dirty and distasteful, all sin 
is distasteful to God. All sin is no good. Hallelujah. But to live in the flesh is to live in this world as a human being. However, that does not give us license, see, license to do whatever we want to do as Christians. We often hide behind the, the whole thought of being a Christian as we can do this thing, ask God for forgiveness. That's not how this works. Yes, we can go to God asking for forgiveness. Yes, we surely can. But we don't want to take advantage of the grace and mercy that God gives unto us. The Bible says the spirit is willing but the flesh is weak. That is why it's better to connect with the spirit of God. Hallelujah. We know our flesh is weak. We know that we tend to give in to things that we should not. Hallelujah. When you look at the spirit versus the flesh, it is contrary to each other. It tells us, the word of God tells us that. It tells us contrary to it. It lets us know that the spirit the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. It tells us this. It lets us know that it's contrary to one another. It's button heads. Amen. It's not. It, neither one wants to give in. And we definitely don't want the Holy Spirit to give in. And the Holy Spirit will not give in. Hallelujah. Let's look at this word flesh. Now take away the H. What you got there? You're left with the word self, spelled backwards. That is what the flesh is all about. You being such, you are thinking only of yourself. <laughs> Come on, somebody say, change your walk, change your walk. We have to change our walk. I want to show you something. I'm hoping you can see it sometime with virtual. You know, I love to do demonstrations, but sometimes virtual, they don't, you can't see quite as clear as you want people to see. But I have a container of water here. Can you see that water? Can you see it? If you can see it, say, I see it, I see it. I see it. I see. I see that water. Change is necessary. And then you have, I have a little bottle of oil that I have here. And I'm pouring this oil into the water. And you can see that how it's bubbling up, how it's separating. It's not coming together. All the oil rolls to the top. And that's how the flesh and the spirit is. Come on. That's how the flesh and the spirit is. They're opposite. They're opposing. They don't want to work together. <laughs> Hallelujah. It don't want to touch. It don't want to be together. It wants opposite direction. It's opposing. It's contrary. It's not the same. They are totally different. Hallelujah. Then that flesh have you lusting after it. And it says lust is desire, envy, longing, yearning, hunger, thirst. You ever heard the, the young people say you thirsty? That's the old term now probably for them, but say you thirsty, you thirsty. Yeah, you're longing, you're hungry, you're thirsting. And then we used to say back in the day, you got an itch. You want to scratch that itch. See, that's what that is, that lust. That's that itch. That's that desire. That's that thirst. That's that longing that you have. It's not about. It's not the Holy Spirit. Amen. And then the amplified version of this text uses the word habitually. Somebody read that habitually. And it says habitually walk. Walk habitually in the Holy Spirit. Right? And that's talking about um, routinely, consistently. See, a lot of times we get up every day. What do we do when we get up? Do we even acknowledge God when we get up in the morning? Do we thank him? for allowing us to open our eyes and see another day? Do we even get on our knees and pray? I know sometimes getting on the knees can be challenging for some people, but it's not in the getting on the knees, but pray and talk to God. But if you can get on your knees, it's nothing wrong with that. That's still a good thing. 
to humble ourselves before the Lord. Amen. Amen. That's what it's talking about. Habitually have a routine. We should have a routine. Routines are good. It doesn't mean because you have a routine that is not, um, is not, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? That is not from your heart. It's just as good because once you do something, they say you do something for 30 days, it becomes a habit. We want to be habitual. Yes. We want to be true and honest. Yes. And pure in our worship, in our time with God, but be habitual, be consistent. Amen. Amen. What is your normal routine? The enemy ought to know whose side you're on. He needs to expect, now I know we say we want to surprise the enemy sometimes, but he needs to expect that you're going to get up and cause havoc, amen, in the kingdom of darkness. He needs to expect that you are going to work together with the spirit. He needs to expect that you are not going to give into your flesh. He needs to know these things. Hallelujah, that you oppose him. You are not walking with him. You are not with him, amen. You are not hostile to God. You're hostile to him. Hallelujah. When you oppose something, you resist. You're combative. You are conflictive. You are totally opposite. And that's what we should be when it comes to flesh. Because there's a conflict. And anytime you have a conflict, there's going to be a fight. There's going to be a battle, a struggle, a disagreement, a war. Hallelujah. And we have to remember, we want to win. We're on the winning side. We're on the winning team. We've already won. So we have to just act like it. Amen. Like we've mentioned before, act like you know. Come on, tell somebody, change your walk. Change your walk. Hallelujah. And let's look at verse 17. Let's look at verse 17. Amen. Again, it says, for the flesh lusteth against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh, and they are contrary to one another. Amen. So that ye can not do the things that ye would. So you cannot do the things that you would. So you cannot do the things that you would. See, that's the thing. We want to do what we want to do. And God is saying, I'm here. I have the Holy Spirit here. So you cannot do. So you won't do. So you won't desire to do. So you can pull away from those desires because you're going to have desires because we're still in this flesh. But he has given us the Holy Spirit so we can fight those things. So we can be totally opposite. Always keep in mind that we are not talking about flesh and blood here. The Bible lets us know we, you know, we don't fight against, we don't war against flesh and blood. Come on. We are dealing with something that is within us. We are dealing with uh, wickedness. We're dealing with things that are in the spirit realm. Even after we are saved, we are still have, we still have fleshly tendencies, fleshly desires. That is why we need the Holy Spirit. We need to walk in the spirit. Verse 16 talks about this. It says, this is, this I say, walk in the spirit. The word walk indicates that there is something going on. Come on, tell somebody in your house, there is something you have to do. Tell yourself, there is something you have to do. This is how you stop yourself from fulfilling the lust of the flesh. Walk in the spirit. Let's make it clear. Paul is not referring again to your spirit, not familiar spirit, not anything spooky or demonic, but he is admonishing us to walk in the spirit of God. One of the things that I found interesting in reading several translations, I even read the New Living, other, all different translations, is that they were all consistent and making it clear 
walking in the spirit keeps you from doing you. <laughs> you know how people say, I'm for me. It's all about me. I'm going to do whatever I want to do. Listen, that's not endorsed by God. Somebody say, God don't approve of that. God don't approve of you doing you. When you walk in the spirit of God, it's not about you or what you want. The Bible tells us we must deny ourselves, beat down our flesh, not do whatever we want to do. That's not the word of God. That's not according to God's scripture. Come on, we got to change our walk. Come on, God does not endorse doing you. He's not signing off on that. It is vital that we as believers walk in the spirit. We have tendencies as humans to want to gratify our own desires. We have the propensity to do what our flesh craves for. Let's get real today. A lot of us are still blaming stuff on the devil. The devil made me do it. You know that saying, the devil made me do it. The Bible tells us that the adversary walks, <laughs> hear that word again, walks about as a roaring lion seeking, seeking whom he may, keyword there, may devour. Here we, you have an opposing enemy moving around trying to get you to fold, to trip you up, to get, to get you to give in. It said may devour. We have a choice. That a choice. Natural is to carry ourselves a certain way, walk a certain way. Um, do what we the times of prayer and and spirits begin to speak in my heavenly language and to speak and uh, pray through me. Hallelujah. We have to realize that we need to walk in the He's our God. He's our comfort. He is our helper. He brings things back to our remembrance. The Spirit of God reveals us. Shine the truth. want to know the truth. Peter 5, the devil is... This thing is possible that to come in by how you are walking. You are in the thing to wreak havoc because you did not consider what the fear of God instructed you to do. Ignore to give us thick instructions, and we do the opposite. You may have forgotten. No, never forgot yet. My say, Lord, <laughs> I submit to you today that here we go. So that it is not. Hallelujah! The devil is a liar on today. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. We know the Holy Spirit is our God. Hallelujah. Amen. He is our helper. He brings things back to our remembrance. The Spirit of God 
reveals the truth. Amen. And this scripture also lets us know that we cannot blame everything on the devil. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I want to make sure you get that. We can't blame everything under the first Peter five and eight. Let's go, go back there again. It says the devil is seeking whom he made about. But we want to make sure we're doing our job. Amen. Hallelujah. We want to make sure we are doing our job. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody give God a praise right there. Give God a praise right there. Let's defeat the enemy even now. Amen. 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 So with that, what we talked about before, when you told God no, you turn it around and tell him a yes. Give him a yes, Lord. Hallelujah. It's not always the devil. It's just simply you, people of God. <laughs> we need to have the Holy Spirit. Where there's times we don't read our word. Amen. We won't pray. Hallelujah. We won't complete our assignments. You don't stop seeing Johnny and Susie. Come on, we have to put those relationships on the back burner. Sometimes we got to walk away, put down what we need to put down, turn our plates down. Amen. God is requiring us to do things and we are telling him no. And God requires a yes. Hallelujah. We won't share Jesus with our neighbor because they got on our last nerve. But God is saying we need to share our testimony. We need to show kindness and love. We need to remember the Holy Spirit. Let the Holy Spirit guide us. Amen. Hallelujah. We have to forgive. You won't forgive. Amen. We have to forgive. It's you. Hallelujah. Drive the enemy out now so you don't miss this word today. Amen. The Holy Spirit desires us as believers to be successful, to be healed, to be fulfilled in life. He wants us to win. Somebody say winners don't quit, right? So I need you today to put your big girl and boy's pants on today and dig deep into how you're living. What does your walk look like? And how effective have you been uh, with doing things your way? You've been doing it your way. How effective have you been? Somebody say, change your walk. Let's change our walk. So when I look at this topic, I already know from experience that change is not always easy, but it's necessary. We fight change. We run from change. We don't want to change. Even when we say we do, we don't want to change. But change is necessary. Come on, somebody else say, change your walk, change your walk. Hallelujah, change your walk. Even the pandemic, I thought about it. through this pandemic, we needed to change. But some folks still, somebody say still, still deciding to sit in the same old, same old, as they say. Listen, the pandemic was catast catastrophic. It was devastating. However, just like we can't blame the devil for everything, we cannot attribute everything we are going through on the pandemic. Some of it's just us. We won't move any further. God is prompting us to do what we need to do. God is prompting us to start the business. He's prompting us to finish the books. He's prompting us to win souls from him. He's prompting us to forgive. He's prompting us. He's calling on us to do certain things. He's given us assignments, but we won't move. Huh? They both shot down. They minded they both shit cake. We won't move. We won't change our walk. We won't walk in the spirit. We want to walk in the spirit. We want to go on how we feel. Well, I don't feel like that today. Let somebody else do it. I'm tired. I'm too old. That's past me. That's not in my lane. And if it's not in your lane, I understand that. But ask the Holy Sometimes the Holy Spirit will take you out of your lane to stretch you. 
Now I'm going to tell you, go do something you know you don't know how to do on your job. You know, get instructions, get some training. Safety first. <laughs> but we need to make sure we understand the Holy Spirit is there to help us. We can't allow the our flesh to keep us sitting on the stool of do nothing, to keep us on lazy street, to keep us in the spirit of complacency, to keep us in that place where we're comfortable and we don't move, we don't walk into the things of God. We don't do what God is calling us to do. There are some things, there are some people that are waiting on you to move, for you to change your walk so they can see the Holy Spirit move through you. We will see more miracles, signs, and wonders. We will see more people healed, delivered, and set free. We will just change our walk. We will just walk in the spirit. Could you imagine walking down the street in your very shadow with healed people on the street? Ah, they go shot. Could you imagine what that would look like? Could you imagine how God would be applauding in the on the earth, in the heavens, because we are obedient to him. Could you imagine people unplugging themselves from dials and machines because they've been healed because we're walking in the spirit? Could you imagine seeing cancer just dry up immediately because we're walking in the spirit? Somebody say, change your walk, change your walk, change your walk. Somebody's life depends on it. But we get up every day in this carnal flesh and we pet it. And we walk around with it and we embrace it. But God is calling us to stretch our faith and change our walk. Some stuff is just simply us. It is us gratifying our flesh. Remember, the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit. The flesh is in direct conflict with the spirit. I found out in my sociology classes, the burning question should always be, who is benefiting from the situation? Who is benefiting from the situation? Well, yes, we know the devil benefits, but what about you? What are you getting out of it? What are you getting out of not moving forward? What are you getting out of not changing? What are you getting out of sitting watching television all day? What are you getting out of lying and cheating and cussing? What are you getting out of that? But you have to remember, you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. Because verse 17 says, for the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit. And you don't want to be hostile to the spirit of God, do you? Hallelujah. And the spirit, what is contrary to the flesh is contrary to the flesh. We already know that they're opposing for our children in the water and oil demonstration. They are opposing. They are in conflict with each other so that you are not to do whatever you want. Minister Holly confirmed the word even on this morning in her prayer. Amen. She said, we have to recognize the power of the Holy Spirit. There is nothing, absolutely nothing too hard for our God. There is nothing that we cannot do. Hallelujah. When we have the Holy Spirit back in us, within us, dwelling in us, every assignment that God gives us, he backs us when we walk in the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, he has the power. And that same power is indwelling in us, but we have to allow him to operate within us. How will we know we have the Holy Spirit? Come on, let's, we're walking in the spirit of God. Let's say, say it that way, God's word. That's one way, God's word, whatever you do will align with God's word. He's not gonna have you doing something that's not uh, backed up by his word. The spirit of God is not going to take you some, um, somewhere that does not breathe with God. 
Walking in the spirit does not mean you are in la-la land or cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. You know, walking in the spirit does not give license to do what you want to do all, all along. It's not time for, that's not what it is. Somebody say it's time for a change. It's time for a change. It's time for a change. Come on, y'all. It's time for a change. Body of Christ is time for a change. Paul's talking to Christians. He's talking to us. He's not talking to the unbeliever. Psalms 119.105 lets us know that the word is a to our feet and the light of my head. The spirit of God is all about being obedient. Y'all know one of my favorites. You know where I'm going. If you're willing and obedient, eat the good of the land. You want to eat the good of the land? Be willing and obedient. Not obedient just because he said do it. Be willing to do what he said. Walking in the spirit free you. We want to be free. It's not a hindrance. It's giving freedom. It's giving you life to do what God requires you to do. And Lord knows when you walk in the spirit, your faith is stretched. Hallelujah. Faith is stretched. There are times that God will speak something to me. And I'm like, God, really? But I move on it because I have learned. One thing I learned, let me tell you, it took me a while to learn. But one thing I truly know, sure enough, know I learned during this pandemic is to trust God for real, for real. I trusted him already, but now I know to trust his word, trust his voice, trust his prompting, move and move quickly. Second Corinthians 5 and 7, um, it tells us that we walk by faith and not by sight. Stop trying to look for, trying to see it all the time. You're not going to see it all the time. It's a knowing. It's a faith walk. Walking in the spirit will help us get through those times when our faith is tested. I can't remember lying in the ICU after going through a huge surgery. They call it Whipple. And they removed different parts of my body. My pancreas, part of part of my pancreas, part of my stomach, part of gallbladder, and other parts and all kinds of things. And I remember looking over because I was very weak and looking over and saw a bag of liquid food that was actually feeding me at that time through a tube. Uh, and at the same time, I say at the same time, my head wanted to go one way but the spirit of the Lord stepped in and reminded me of the truth of God's word. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So I began to even in my weak state to rehearse God's word. Hallelujah. I couldn't physically walk at that time. So I began to take a walk in my head. If you could allow me to say that. <laughs> Come on here. Tell your thoughts to take a back seat and allow the Holy Spirit of God to control, to take control. Sometimes you have to allow the Holy Spirit to take a look at what is going on in your head. I know, I know sometimes you're saying, oh, I want to see what's in my head. Yeah, let him take a look at what's in your head and take a walk to correct your thoughts. Because that those things start in your thoughts and he needs to correct it. Would anyone be honest and say they had a little talk with themselves to say, self, get it together. We will survive this self. Come on. Remember what God did for Sister Jackie. That's why I tell myself. Remember what God did for your son. One of our sons really went through something and he was in he was in a coma for three days. And I remember that God woke him up on the third day. Come on. Hallelujah. He brought him out of that thing. Remember how he brought you out the last time? Come on. Think about that thing. What he did for you the last time. Surely he will do it again. Surely he can turn this situation around you're going through right now. He's stretching your faith, but surely, surely he can do it. There's um, a sister in our Mr. Brown. She often 
I pulled this from her, then God can do absolutely anything he can around. So I repeat that every day. I look in my mirror. I have it in my mirror. God can do anything, absolutely anything, right? Come on, give God a praise right there. Give God a praise for doing absolutely anything in your life. Give God a praise for stretching your faith even now because he's stretching it. Whether you want to or not, he's going to stretch your faith. I'm trying to let you know in advance. He's about to stretch your faith even the more. So get ready for it. Amen. You can't say you didn't know. You can say, Pastor C told me God is about to stretch my faith even more. Hallelujah. But we are winners. We are overcomers. We're going to get through this. Because we're going to see the manifestation of what God is about to do. God wants to show us something big. Huh? Oh, God, he wants to show us something big. He wants to show off through us. But we have to allow his prompting when we have to obey him the first time. Somebody say the first time. When we ignore his prompting, his instructions, we are choosing to disobey God. Somebody say that's not a good thing. That's not a good thing. We are choosing to disobey God. We need to ask ourselves, who and what will we allow to dominate our life? Ourself or the Holy Spirit? Who is ruling you? Hallelujah. It's part of, I think she said, who's ruling you? Hallelujah. The change of the guard. Who's ruling you? Who's ruling who? What's going on here? There will always be conflict if we are in the flesh. The Holy Spirit teaches us to walk in love, walk in wisdom, walk in the truth, walk in obedience. He also helps us to remember stuff. The Lord has been talking to me about a recipe um, that he has given his people to turn things around, to see a miracle. The enemy is banking on you not using that recipe. He is trying to um, keep you from following through. There are some things that you're going through that God's already given you the recipe. He used that word recipe to get through this situation, to come out on the other side, to come out a winner. But the enemy has been really confronting you hard to get you to throw in the towel, to get you to give up, to get you to stop trying to figure it out. It is his goal to get you to abandon the plan of God. Hallelujah. Somebody shout out change. Change is happening in my house. Somebody shout that out. Change is happening in my house. Put it in that change is happening in my house. Change is happening in my house. Hallelujah. I'm going to change my walk. Come on, somebody. Shout out. It's time for change. Let the people on the second floor, third floor hear. It's time for change. They mm. buy Let the enemy know that you are an agent of change. The strategy that God has given you is a game changer. Ha, listen to what God is saying. It's time to level up on our game, level up on our walk. It's time, yes, level up, hallelujah. Position yourself for that miracle. Level up your thinking so you can experience all that God has for you. In a meeting and events industry, hallelujah, we have what we call a master schedule or run of show, hallelujah. And we need to realize in the spirit, the enemy has an idea of how things should go. go. But remember the creator of the universe, hallelujah, the heavyweight champion of the world, the alpha and omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last, our 
true God, our the living God, he has the master set. God is running the show. Huh? He knows exactly what to do, how to turn that thing around. You don't have to think that things are going to be the same just because that's all you know or that's all you see in the natural. Or maybe that has been your experience. Some of the things we think about or some of the ways Hallelujah, you behave are superstitious. God mentioned that to me too. That word superstitious came up. Some of the things that we believe, uh, if we do this, if we don't do this, then this will happen, that will happen. That's superstitious. God want to bust that up. He want to bust up that superstitious spirit. He want to uproot that in the name of Jesus. He want to pulverize that. Hallelujah. He want to take that out of your lineage in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. We uproot it in the name of Jesus. Now we break the bars of brass and destroy the plan of the enemy. Now in Jesus name, we command to go back to the sender in the name of Jesus Christ. The people of God shall walk in the spirit and not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Hallelujah. When you think differently, you will talk differently. You will act differently. You will respond differently. And ultimately, you will walk different. We want to change our walk. All that goes together. We got to change our walk. The Spirit of the Lord um, spoke to me and said, changing your walk will take you places. You didn't think you would ever go. I'm telling you what I know. I'm telling you my own experience. Hallelujah. Walking with the Spirit has taken me places that I never thought I would go. Put me in the room with people that I would not have normally talked to. Come on, I'm just telling you what I know. I'm not just talking about um, taking a walk around the corner or across the street. We are talking about walking in and with the Holy Spirit. Think about when your feet are moving. It moves you to another place, right? When you are walking, you don't stay in the same spot. When we walk in the Spirit of God, we see God in action. Some of the information with you today comes right out of one of my books when demons we must to see change. We must stop walking, um, walking the demons and treating them like pets. Our flesh desires things that we that make us feel good. Hallelujah. Our flesh craves things that will bring self-gratification. Our flesh is self-seeking. Hallelujah. It is all about me, myself, and I. But God is challenging us to change our walk. He is challenging us to walk in the spirit. The body of Christ don't see the fullness of God because we are too carnal. We are too fleshly. We allow our flesh to rule us. When we have an issue in our response, uh, is our response to, to talk to God? Do we go to God in prayer? Do we check our armor and get ready for battle? Or do we complain? Or do we sit in the pity party? Do we call a friend and invite them to the pity party too? When was the last time you starved your flesh? By changing what you watched on TV. Stop using your busyness as an excuse not to be able to spend time with God. When we walk in the spirit, we won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. When we walk in the spirit, we won't keep looking at our phone for that call. When we walk in the spirit, we won't be gluttonous. When we walk in the spirit, we won't allow the curse word to come out of our mouth. When we walk in the spirit, we won't think it's okay to lift holy hands on Sunday and by Wednesday we forgot who we are in God. We must fight against the fleshy part of us. And the only way we can do that is to walk in the spirit. We can't love right people of God without the spirit of God. The ultimate goal of the enemy is to stop us from feeling, fulfilling our purpose. And we help him do that. We sabotage our destiny by walking after the flesh and not in the spirit. Let the Holy Spirit guide your life. 
so you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. Remember, the nature side wants to do evil, wants to do the wrong thing, wants to do the things of self, which is just the opposite of the spirit. And the spirit gives us desires that are opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These two forces are constantly fighting each other and impairs our freedom in God. I just want to read this last scripture to you before I close. Amen. Let's look at Ephesians. Ephesians 5, 15 through 20. It says in the King James Version, see that ye all walk circumspectfully, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Wherefore, be ye not unwise, but understanding that the will, what the will of the Lord is, and be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be ye filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let's change our walk, people of God. God wants us to be blessed. He wants us to complete the assignments. He wants us to get further than where we are. And when we get discouraged, we have to remember who we serve. Remember that as Apostle Willie Tarver says, remember that our God is bigger than our problem. Our God is bigger than our situation. Hallelujah. So let us walk in the spirit. So, we have, so that we have to change our walk. Let us pray. So Father God, we just thank you for this time. We thank you this time in the word, we pray, God, for those that are listening, first and foremost, that don't know you, God. We pray, oh God, they will realize that they can get to know you. They can give their life to you. They can walk in the spirit as well, God. That they can have this access, this freedom to be able to accept you fully and to have you dwell within them. Father, we thank you. We thank you right now for every believer because you're talking to the church on today, God. You're talking to the body of believers. You're talking to the body of Christ that we have to change our walk. We need to walk in the spirit. We need to trust you. Allow you to stretch our faith. We need to get in our word. We need to pray more, fast more, so we can see, God, you in your fullness. Hallelujah. So, God, we thank you that we will continue to change our walk on a daily basis. And we will say yes to your will, yes to your way. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. To God be all the glory. Thank you so much for spending time with us on today. Just remember, change your walk. God bless you. Partner with YLM Financially using the following methods. Text giving. Text GIVE to 1-844-948-3895. GiveLify. Search for Yes Lord Ministries in Kenilworth, New Jersey. Our website. Visit www.ylmconnect.com org and click donate cash app dollar sign yes lord m mail checks or money orders to yes lord ministries p.o box 425 union new jersey 07083 you're invited to our sunday morning virtual worship experience at 8 30 a.m every sunday night at 6 30 p.m join us for our sunday night ignite service 
every Wednesday morning from 5.30 a.m. to 5.45 a.m. Join us for corporate prayer. Our call-in number is 716-427-1096. And the access code is 172268-POUND. Every Wednesday evening at 7.30 p.m., join us for Spread the Bread Bible Study as we dive into the Word of God. Subscribe to our podcast, YLM Sermon of the Week, on iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. On behalf of our senior leaders, Apostle Willie Talbert, Apostle Mamie S. Talbert, Lead Pastor Steve Talbert, and the Yes Lord Ministries Church family, thank you for joining us and welcome home.